Salt City Video. This is Russ. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? <sighs> Hello and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. I'm Russ and... I'm Zach. We're here for a new release wall episode, which means that we're going to be talking about a movie immediately after we've left the theater, which, if you're watching this incredibly dark video, Dogs. means you'll be able to see us driving on the highway from yes. here to Wegmans. <laughs> uh, I'm just assuming Wegmans, because that's not what we do. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, we just got out of Black Panther, which is Marvel's latest uh, entry into their sprawling cinematic universe. It's directed by... Ryan Coogler of Creed fame, and uh, my thing with this, because obviously you've heard both of us talk about how we, we are not, it's not, we don't, it's not that we don't enjoy the Marvel movies, but in, in, in general, there's a lot of them that are just another Marvel movie that are exactly yeah, the same. Yeah. And, and this one I was super interested in because it self-evidently was not going to look like the rest of them, but yeah. also because... Black Panther is an odd character. I don't have much emotional investment in him. I, I uh, as a comic book reader growing up, he used to be the, in the Avengers when I was a kid, but, like, I didn't care about him. I don't, yeah, I don't, um, I, weirdly, I don't think I've ever read a I read, Panther I read some of the Priest run, which is the, kind of, the run. Yeah. And certainly it's very good, and I like Priest in general, but it's not my favorite work of his. Yeah. Uh, I have a problem, I think, connecting with the royalty aspect of it in most cases, and so, but this film I was, I was cautiously optimistic about because, like I said to you in the bar beforehand, uh, I think Creed is the best movie I've ever been paid to review. <laughs> yes. So, uh... <laughs> Wherein you wrote a review and were paid for it, not that you were paid to review it. Right, well, right, like right, exactly. Just bad phrasing. <laughs> but, uh, what, what would you think, first off? Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, it's, uh, I think that it fell a little bit in the world of ridiculous expectations. Um, and, like, my quick, like, one, the one thing that I'm like, I wish the pacing was a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um, but everything was fucking spectacular. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of little nitpicks that I can think of, and there, but there's nothing really big. I, I thought it was... I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think that it is Marvel's first real attempt at a capital G great film. Yeah. In the sense that it is a kind of beautifully shot film with nothing but like award winning actors. Yeah. And, and, like, and art direction. Yeah. Ones. I mean, basically, like, because I mean, every other, like, Iron Man, all the other films, they have amazing CG, they have all these things, but they're like, the Tony's basement is. is Tony's basement. It's a shell yeah. that has some science stuff on it, but like this, like, it really they, in one film, in one moment, built a world. Like, the yeah. moment they go into Wakanda, it's like, this is a world with that exists within our world, but is still, you know, is still something completely different. Yeah, one of the things that I thought was really interesting is that they, uh, a lot of the technology in Wakanda reminds me of some of the technology and even not even some of the not technology some of the, like, the structures yeah. remind me of some of the stuff from Krypton when I went to the set visit for the upcoming sci-fi show Krypton in Belfast uh, like there's there's uh, a lot of things in this movie that are like wrought iron with like a mesh kind of like yeah. and, and instead of having like just standard walls or yeah. glass windows 
that was like the decorative touch they used. Yeah. And that's something that they did in there. And it gave it a kind of gently, relatably otherworldly feel. Yeah. Uh, I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, even when you look at the best of the best Marvel movies in terms of Guardians of the Galaxy films, and yeah. first Captain America and the last four, they tend to be extremely well done, like, fairly typical blockbusters. You know, even when you look at yeah. James Gunn, and he's obviously doing some very cool, very creative stuff, it still feels like a lot of other movies. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's it's really, really well done sci-fi. Yeah. Less, like, superhero, but more, like, well done sci-fi, yeah. like, which is understandable with Guardians. Yeah. Because that and this, this one yeah. feels, I, I, it doesn't feel like Guardians, yeah. but it, once again, is a movie that feels like it's got a director's touch on it. Yeah. And, like I said, having really enjoyed Cooper's previous thing, uh, I think that probably helped my appreciation for it. They use humor, I thought, much more effectively here than they've used it in almost any of the Marvel movies. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of same kind of humor that you saw in Creed in terms yeah. of people who puffed themselves up and puffed themselves up and puffed themselves up and then either they or somebody else would undercut them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so you'd have like a quiet beat and then everybody laughs. Yeah. I, I'm very curious because tons of people have written about, you know, made jokes about it, written about it. What actually the Coming to America reference it, the, like, if there are actual, yeah. like, if Kugler was like, yeah, I'm going to have a little bit of that poke. Because uh -huh. everyone, I mean, like, everyone at least of our generation yeah. and, and older, like, saw that film, know that film, and yeah. kind of, like, that's, there was a lot of that humor, where it's just like, I am king, and it's like, and then everybody laughs because yeah. there's a joke in, in there, you know, and... I, yeah. I, I will say that one of the things, just because you, 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 you coming to America makes me think that uh, one of the things I did like is that the accents were all really good. Yeah. Uh, well, they're also, I mean, they're also, like, that type of African, um coming to America accent. Yeah, like, exactly. There's a generic, I don't know if it's Kenyan or what, like an African accent that exists, but man, I think there's at least a handful of films that are like, that's the African accent. Kind yeah. of like the Eastern European accent that exactly. exists, like that everyone Russian, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah that uh, I'm oh. sure we'll be seeing Jennifer Lawrence doing in uh, oh, Red Sparrow. Yeah. 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 But um, the one, there were a couple of spots where Chadwick Boseman, uh, his accent was a little off. Uh, and, and literally, I, it was one of those, it, it was very infrequent, yeah. but there was one or two line reads in very serious scenes where his accent cracked for a second and he sounded like Tommy Wiseau, and you're like, ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't catch that, so. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was uh, incredibly well done. I really liked the way that they presented the Wakanda technology, which is like very slightly different from Marvel's like Tony Stark technology. Yeah. Like it does a lot of the same things and it presents in kind of the same way, yeah. but not exactly the same way. Uh, there's this weird thing uh, that they use in the credits too of like almost like kinetic sand that yeah. like builds up things and you can interface with it. Yeah. And so it cool. instead of like a three dimensional hologram, it's actually something you can reach out and touch. Yeah, you can, and then you can dismantle it as well. Yeah. Like you took off the top of the. Yeah. For the life of me, I can't. It it looks exactly like this kind of effect from some movie. Uh, from uh, my thought is from uh, um, actually again from Krypton, <laughs> from uh, the uh, spaceship uh, 
um, that uh, in Batman uh, versus Superman. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's what I was thinking of. I think. There's other films that use the uh, same kind of idea. This is definitely more. That was a little bit more of a coloring and texture and everything very yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm, I'm not. I wasn't thinking of BBS. I was yeah. thinking of Man of Steel. But you're yeah. right. It's yeah. this. It's the, That's kind of what it is. Which is actually really interesting. That there seems to be a lot more, um, a lot more DC kind of influences than uh-huh. the maybe than than Marvel, uh, which is uh, I think always a, it's not maybe not always a good thing, but it's certainly a good thing when it comes yeah. to. If you're trying to make a film that's a little bit more serious and taking itself more serious, yeah. like it, Marvel films don't really do that, um, which yeah, uh, but, but yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, I thought the villains in this movie were both great uh, yes. in, in the sense that Marvel has a serious villain problem, DC has a villain problem yeah. too. <laughs> Superhero <laughs> movies yeah. in general, like there hasn't yeah. been a truly great movie villain. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you could make a case for Loki. Yeah. Yeah, Loki's a mixed bag. But, uh, but, you know, but there hasn't been a truly great one, yeah. maybe, since the Dark Knight's Joker. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I would go as far as to say that these guys are on that level, but certainly uh, each of them was very cool and very fun to watch and very interesting, yeah. and in totally different ways. So that, like, Ulysses Claw had this kind of weird, manic Joker energy to him, yeah. while Killmonger was essentially the, the superhero movie trope of you're fighting an evil, slightly stronger version of yourself. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, I mean, I, I enjoy, like, Killmonger was really great because he kind of speaks to, he has a very interesting backstory which kind yeah. of speaks to the kind of the evil of America's, you know, kind of war machine and everything and that whether or not that turned him into mm-hmm. what he is today or whether he already was that because right. he's a JSOC uh, uh, fighter uh, right. or soldier uh, which like special ops JSOCs are basically kind of the guys that, that killed Bin Laden yeah. but they do a lot of really fucking horrible evil fucking things for American yeah. uh, superpower and it's um, it's also really kind of as you talk about that so it's a really interesting movie because you get this thing of I, I would love to know when they wrote the screenplay. Yeah. Because there's a lot of discussion in the film of what seems like not particularly thinly veiled uh, Trump. Yeah. Because essentially the whole philosophy of the Wakanda government has for hundreds of years been Wakanda first. Yeah. You know, that we have all of these resources and all of this power and. Yeah. Our entire existence kind of is predicated on not letting the world know how special we are. They're hiding in our little bubble so that that way we don't have to let, uh, you know, there's there's literally a line at one point where Lupin uh, Nyong'o's character is uh, advocating for, sorry, is advocating for uh, a, a refugee program. Yeah. And... T'Challa says something along the lines of, "When you let those people in, they bring their own problems." Here. Is it the other? Or, oh no, you're right. The was, other, uh, and I can't I remember his name for the Yeah, movie. yeah. Um, I, I'm terrible with the names of all of these characters because I I don't know the comics very well, and so there's a handful I tried to remember people's names, but I. But yeah, but anyway, but they they end up uh, having a conversation that kind of about refugees bringing their problems and mm-hmm. and you know which you know. And, yeah. and about how the fact that Wakanda is definitely a different 
they do set up to some level a different culture yeah. completely than, say, the rest of Africa. Right. Uh, but still recognize that it's the same, yeah. you know. So. I, that's, that's one of the reasons I really like to kill Monger, actually, is that he's not wrong yeah. uh, in that, a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, he's a very complicated, because, like, you're, you, you're hoping all the way to the end, um, and I don't know if this is spoiler land or not, you're, but you're hoping all the way to the end that there's a chance that he gets turned. Like, right. there's some way that, because honestly, I didn't know, yeah. I didn't know and if, I, I didn't actually didn't know if Killmonger was the full, like, was the, like, was the final thing. Right. And I guess this gets into spoiler land, so if you want to be, like, completely and totally yeah, out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. We're, um, we're not going to blend, we're not going to spoil, like, the ending, or, yeah, yeah. like, we're not going to spoil big twists, but talking about, kind of, yeah. the, the idea of it, yeah. we're going to start doing that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and, and there's, and I should say, and like officially now we're gonna start doing. Right, right. There is no like, I don't think there's any. You could tell everybody in this film what happened, and be like, okay, that doesn't really change anything. Yeah, you kind of know because characters are gonna be in the next film. Yeah, and you know who lives and who dies. Um, yeah. So it's not like a really big surprise. Um, so shock, Chadwick Boseman's character uh, survives the entire film. Yeah. Black Panther survives his film. Um, but uh, I, I thought there was a chance like Killmonger would be like, okay, yeah, no, we can figure out something in the, you know, badass fighting team or something, yeah, you know, like something goes on there. And, and that's the thing that you really like, and you really do kind of want that through, yeah. which again speaks to me to how good he is as a villain, yeah. because for the most part, uh, the Marvel villains and, and like yeah, superhero villains in general, but Marvel in particular, because they've been doing this for 10 years and they've never fixed this problem. Uh, tends to be of the variety where you're like, oh my god, kill him already. Yeah. And that, you never felt that in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I actually kind of felt that with Claw in the first, who was the, the kind of driving villain of the first half of the movie before Killmonger took over. And and so, like, even though he was a ton of fun to watch, he was that kind of character where you're just like, oh my god, if it's two hours of him, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. But there's a set, but, I mean, but the good thing is, is that he's the villain that you're supposed to be satisfied, dies. There's always usually a setup, yeah. which I wish to say, this film was such a Bond film. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, we, it's Casino. There was musical cues. That yeah, I mean, it's yeah. musical cues. I swear they must have, they, they uh, parodied, or I don't know if it's parody or whatever, but they, like, copied shots from, yeah. um, not Casino Royale. Which is um, funny, because the only British guy in the movie had a yeah. <laughs> what was the what was the Bond film um, where uh, fucking hell um, what's his name when No Country for Old Men is in uh, it's not Skyfall it's or it is Skyfall it yeah. is Skyfall but there's that great um, he goes to um, not Shanghai I don't know he goes I think it's Shanghai. I don't. I remember what country. Holy shit! Uh, this is bad. But uh, but there's a there's a uh, a big like Asian um, casino situation yeah. in in one of the films, and it's like the shots, like how they they work the room and how they do yeah. things. I mean, obviously it's been done in a million films, but even like the kind of the set design kind of had that yeah, same yeah. thing. It's it's when in, in this film, when in Black Panther they're in in Korea uh, chasing down um, Claw, uh, but that whole scene had such a I mean, like, the whole thing, because, I mean, it is, a lot of the film is a kind of, not necessarily an investigation, but, right. you know, a spy kind of thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, these guys aren't open like, superheroes. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and essentially, too, like, there's, like, the, the plot centers around 
somebody who wants to stage a coup yeah. against uh, T'Challa's, because yeah. obviously he was coronated after his father's death in, in Civil War. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure if this takes place like between the beats of Civil War, yeah. because obviously uh, he was, I thought he was king by the end of that movie. Uh, it could I, think, I think he was just he's king because yeah, he's yeah. he literally just hasn't gone through the yeah, you the, know the rituals that yeah. we see in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I really liked the rituals. I thought that it, again it gave a really kind of yeah. interesting feel to the world of this movie. Um, but uh, the so yeah, there, there's a lot of kind of spy espionage kind of elements to this movie because again yeah. like the 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 big the high concept is that somebody's trying to stage a coup against your your superhero king yeah uh, I thought also the fact that they focus so much on like, his family and his girlfriend and, and like yes there there was always the kind of for Wakanda element and the fact that you know you had uh, Denai Guerrero's character who was more of, one of the Dora Malachi who she was essentially his bodyguard and then when T'Challa goes missing at one point in the film yeah. you have the like no I'm not going to go help you find T'Challa I'm going to stay here yeah. and serve the kingdom because that's what Watch I out. do yeah, yeah. And, and I really like that uh, it also it gave it allowed the the thing that like I said I think has always kind of turned me off about it which is the royal family element of yeah. it uh, focusing on the family instead of the royal in a lot of cases yeah. helped it to be a lot more accessible to me. Yeah. Uh, and again, I, I, I thought that in general the performances were great, which really sold it. Uh, I, I really, really liked uh, Lupita's performance because her character was the one who was kind of the conscience of the movie yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And again, when you talk about the... Uh, um, the kind of anti-Trumpism of it all, of the the idea that like we have to embrace the world and not be like one country that thinks they're yep. better than everybody else. Yep. Uh, she was the one who really instigated a lot of that message. And and, and it should be like I think I've got a waiting for the right moment to bring it. Like so, I think that uh, by far all the best characters in this film were the women. Oh yeah. Um, like I actually like what was it like 15 minutes into the film I leaned over and I was just like. You know, if the film just spun off and just followed her, yeah. like, in her ventures, like, so, like, in the first 15 minutes of the film, 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes of the yeah. film or so, basically, they have to do the, they have to do the royal, the royal thing. shenanigans yeah. uh, to make him king, and so they go and, and uh, pick up his ex-girlfriend, um, but she's not really, she's kind of introduces that way, yeah, but not was, really, she's, she's not, like, she's, she's a spy for the government. Yeah, 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 she's by far badass, like, they, I, think, I, I do like the fact that there's obviously chemistry between yeah, them. Yeah from the very beginning yeah, yeah. but it, that they don't say like this is your ex-girlfriend yeah, yeah. and start playing at the romantic stuff yeah there's no this the by movie. far by far uh, passes Bechdel yeah, test yeah. for every female character in the in the film um, but uh, like her badassness and her kind of explanation mm -hmm. and, and her smartness and everything they built her character almost more. I felt like almost more yeah, than to kind of like all, all the other characters, including the general, like as well. Like yeah. between those two, I'd be like, okay, yeah, no. I'm like, wait, 
have they not done a spun-off comic book? Because, like, I feel like... They have a World one. of Wakana comic. I don't think yeah. they've ever had a Dora Malaji, like, yeah. standalone. But. Because, I mean, like, how... That would be fucking incredible, which is, like, Marvel, yeah. if you're listening, um, yeah. you kind of have a female character problem. Um, you should probably do a film with her where it's just her kicking fucking ass in in African nations uh, stopping, like, you know, going after Boko Haram and, and things like that with I, Wakandan technology. <laughs> I do like the fact that this movie didn't leave Wakanda. Like, I kept waiting for that, and for the first, yeah. like, half of the movie, I kept waiting for that, like, inevitable Marvel moment yeah. when, like, they end up going to New York for half the movie and then yeah. having to come back in the final act. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't do that. They, they went to Korea briefly, yeah. and that was it. Um, one thing I will say, by the way, about Korea and... and cause Right after the coronation, you go to Korea. Mm -hmm. And, like, at the coronation, there's, like, a ceremonial, like, battle, essentially. Yeah. So you get a, a short action beat there uh, that was pretty well done. And then you go to Korea, and you do the, the Casino Royale thing. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I really liked about that was that just before the Korea thing happened, I was thinking to myself the stuff that had happened in the first 20 minutes of the movie was more interesting than the whole of Civil War. Yeah. But that, <laughs> um, that Black Panther got his, like, cool, badass action sequence in Civil yeah. War. Yeah. So I felt kind of bad, like, making that generalization because everything up to that point had been, like, just character stuff and, like, royal family stuff and whatever yeah, yeah. else. And then within the first half an hour, they had this, like, awesome, badass action scene that kind of... It was also another car chase scene, which was kind of weird because they did that. They played that so heavy in, in yeah. Civil War, but they it, it kind of won up to the one that they'd done in Civil War, yeah. and it also incorporated elements of Wakanda into things. Yeah, and so it was that. It was almost like the movie was answering me back with like, <laughs> "Oh, the only thing that they did in Civil War that this hasn't already surpassed in twenty minutes yeah. was that badass action yeah. sequence." And then you get the badass action yeah. sequence less than five minutes after I thought that they do. And, and by the way, the other, the other part of the, uh, the like James Bondian sort of thing yeah. is that clearly his, his younger sister is Q. Like she oh, yeah. literally like, let me show you my cool shit. Yeah, like there's exactly. like, like such uh, like, I mean, she's not wearing a lab coat or anything yeah. like that, but she's like it, which is, which but is she awesome. Has a lab. Yeah. She yeah. literally has a lab and she does the like yeah. Bondian, like there's the like, Oh, there's the cool watch thing. Yeah. Like I was literally waiting for her to like pull out a watch and be yeah. like, here you go. And well, it, and oh, I, by I, the way, it shoots lasers. You know, I like whatever. the fact that they had like, a, there's a point in the movie where she has, you know, cause he has the, yeah. the necklace of, of like, yeah. Panther teeth. Yeah. And they're not actually teeth, they're metal and yeah. but uh so there's a there's like three mannequins set up with <laughs> yes. potential new necklaces to put on his costume. Yeah. And one of the weird kind of small things of it was that uh there's a point where he looks at this one like kind of thick gold band with the teeth on it. Yeah. And he's like, This is too ostentatious for me, the idea is to be subtle. Yeah. And he puts on the one that he has throughout the movie. Yeah. And then later on, when you see Killmonger, yep. Killmonger has apparently has found one. and chosen the golden one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a, a very kind of subtle, because you don't see him do it on screen. Yeah. So it's a very subtle way of kind of differentiating. Different, yeah. Well, yeah, and his, um, and it's interesting because his has gold. Like each one, like. Um, each costume is. Yeah, is, uh, has cost, uh, his, every time he gets hit, 
there's a thing where he has kinetic energy built up and they're able to use that yeah. kind of as extra power. Uh, but it, it shows as purple lines through the suit, which is super, it's mm -hmm. like very cool and it accentuates really interesting. Yeah. But uh, and Killmonger in some does, of the darker scenes yeah, yeah. so oh, yeah. you can see his silhouette. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously an all black costume was. Yeah, it's problematic, which it's supposed to be. But his has, uh, Killmonger's has gold mm -hmm. running through it and, and everything. Yeah. Um, but with that said, they don't do it just in a Bondian sort of way mm -hmm. where like, oh no, here's all the toys you're going to play right. and one by one. Like the car seat, the car fight sequence displays Wakandan yeah. technology and everything like that amazingly. Like, you know, the yeah. spear scene was like one of yeah. the cooler uh, things you could, I think you see it in the trailer. Like yeah. one of the, uh, yeah. But, uh, Deny gets to do a comic book thing that isn't, <laughs> let's not talk about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I really like her on The Walking Dead. I'm just not... I'm done with The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, there's there's really not very much in terms of, like, hard criticism to give this movie. I mean, again, maybe once I've settled down with it a little bit, I'd be able to say a little bit more that's, like, an interesting dissection. Uh, but everything that they did in it that's worthy of discussion... Yeah is like stuff that, that it's mostly worthy of discussion because I'm like holy shit they, they nailed that yeah. you know like I said the, the, the discussion like I was really impressed by the way that they managed to have that discussion about like refugees and, and, and it ran through the film it wasn't just a couple of scenes yeah, where yeah. they over, like explicitly discussed yeah. it uh, there is like a beat that happened 25 years ago mm -hmm. that Literally, uh, the problems of this movie can all be traced back to this moment in 1992. Yeah. And the reason that all the problems started has to do with... It, like, there's a there's a line in the movie. I can't remember who, who says it. I think it's Forrest Whitaker mm -hmm. who says, we had to protect the secret. Yeah. The secret being that Wakanda is not like a village of farmers yeah. and it has all yeah. this, this technology and money. And they made this decision 25 years ago to not do something in order to protect their secret. Yep. And the fallout from that is everything that happens yeah. and all the people who suffer in this film. And, and, and I think that, and even, and this is usually my, like, you know, social, mm -hmm. I, I was super excited about it because it's, it's one of the, it's a film. I, I, I'm very guilty that the, one of the reasons, the biggest reasons I was excited about this film is because I knew it would piss off so many people. Oh, um, and it did. Um, and, and, uh, we'll see on Sunday what the, how, how wrong they were and how badly yeah. they failed at doing it. Supposedly 180 million, please more. Oh, um, <laughs> just not only because I want more of this, like, I right. hope it does well because I would love, like, like I said, I would love a sprawling, you know, yeah. <laughs> like fuck the Avengers for a couple years. Can we just go into this world? Uh, cause there's like seven characters in this film where yeah. I'm like, no, I, 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 I could follow, there could be a film where you could flash back to Killmonger's like, yeah, oh, yeah. like he has this entire like great kind of villainy, but like working for America, you know, yeah. sort of thing. He, but, I mean, you could literally, if, if Marvel TV and movies yeah. weren't so divorced, yeah, you could give him like an HBO miniseries yeah. of like how he got to the point he is at yeah. the beginning of this movie yeah. and it would, it would be really great because yeah. the things that they describe him doing yeah. even like the things that are like I mean again he's he's JSOC he does terrible things for ostensibly good yeah. reasons and there's clearly um, and, and this is what the, I think the film does really well because obviously the name is Black Panther it 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 draws it draws an entire visual anyone who mm -hmm. knows American history even that that moment which we won't get into yeah, yeah. too much but like it, it they flash back to 1992 
Like, literally, they're watching, like, riots in the streets, things yeah, going yeah. on. Um, and it's in L.A. Uh, yeah, right? that's, that's the, the yeah. only time that you go to... America. Yeah. America is when you go to Oakland. Yeah. Uh, and, and basically, there's, there's the, like, a LA beat at right, the very yeah. end of the movie where you see it in the current day. Yeah. But mostly, it's Oakland in 92, yeah. where the city's basically on fire. And, and so, it's the entire film, and I'm sure the book, and, you know, I'm sure there's Coates' influence as well. You know, it's like, is and I'll, I mean, historically, it's an influence. Yeah. I mean, like, that, that much you should, I, I know about the book. But, like, is the is kind of the argument between radicalization, like Black Panther, yeah, even yeah. farther than that, say, and, you know, it's <laughs> certainly not a Martin Luther King, but, yeah. like, you know I mean? Well, like, that's, that's Martin, the thing, is, like, but, uh, I, I do like the fact that because of the fact that you know, Black Panther's still a guy. He's he's still a superhero. He's still going to punch his problems. Yeah. And so you avoid the trope of every time there's two black people who disagree on philosophy yeah. immediately making it yeah. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Yeah, yeah. And you certainly, you, you can, it, if you take the very, very broad strokes, you can still say it's a Martin Luther King and Malcolm X thing. Yeah, yeah. But you would have to want that reading. Yeah. Like, you can make it fit, but you have to squeeze. Yeah. And I liked the fact that that wasn't the movie. Yeah. That you do have these two people with opposing ideologies, and on, on some level, it really is about kind of... It's not even about radicalization versus not. It's more about somebody who wants to stir, serve the status quo and kind of make things better by utilizing what's already in place in the system yeah. versus somebody who wants to tear the system down and build a new one. Yeah. And the thing that I do like is that you can make your own decision in this film as to who is and is not right. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple of people in this movie who hear kind of Killmonger's spiel yeah. and are just like, no, to I'm totally with that guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, there's there's things that he does, and he doesn't do them for the right reasons. He just does no. them because he knows the intended effect. But yeah. there are things that he does in this film where, like, hey, I managed to do this thing that your king hasn't been able to do for 30 years. Yeah. Where's my thanks? Yeah. And so he very much is... He is what Trump wants to be and cannot be in the sense of he's yeah. a disruptive force from outside the system who wants to come and give people what they asked for. Yeah. I think that's being very um, generous to Trump. But, well, yeah. but Because I, you know, I, I don't think that Trump cares well, about anything more than himself. That's true. Um, I'll say it this so, way. Yeah, yeah, it's I, yeah, it's yeah, what the mainstream media desperately yeah, yeah. wants Trump to be. Yeah. 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 Uh, He's a pop. They want him to be a populist. They want mm -hmm. this guy. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I would go. I mean, the thing is that Killmonger goes farther, where he he literally wants to, you know, turn the world. Basically, if you're black or oppressed mm -hmm. in the world, right. you want turn it turn it around. Use the Wakandan technology to get revenge. Right. Straight up, get revenge and become the colonizers, become the oppressors. Learn, right. it, you know, do that whole thing. Um, you know, I mean. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I would say it's something more, but but there's a yeah, there's a great speech that yeah. I, I won't uh, touch upon. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean it's it, I think it does exactly what it does, but it also um, it does just enough without getting starting to try to get preachy or something yeah. like that, uh, which is something that like weirdly like even. Captain America like gets a little too heavy and like oh, yeah. that civil again civil war not even talking about civil war but like even I, just Captain America to be in general with you, I think like... and again like even the well written ones mm -hmm. uh, 
I think that Marvel is a blockbuster factory, yeah. and most of the people who are writing those films don't write movies that tackle things like this. And so when you write a movie like Captain America, yeah. it's implicit to the character. Yeah. You have to have a functional understanding of some of these issues, and you have to address them. Yeah. And so they do, but it doesn't... Like, it's not what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a thing that they yeah. add It's, it's on written with a big Sharpie, yeah, not exactly. written with a fine pen. And, uh, <laughs> and Coogler, obviously, like, he did Fruitvale Station, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Creed, and, yeah. and now he's doing this. And it's like, this is a guy who writes about this stuff. Yeah. And so he is, he is much more able to effectively weave it into the narrative and weave it into the character dynamics yep. and make it something that is effective without being didactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would say when you look at it and when you look at a movie like this or you look at a movie like Fruitvale Station uh, he's able to do the kind of thing that like Tim Robbins really wants to do yeah <laughs> but he's not a uh, guilty white liberal. He's a person who literally live, has lived right, and understands right. it. Yes. And, and again, um, <laughs> like I, I like you know Dead Man Walking and I mean yeah, yeah no, like, these are movies I like. Huge fans of Tim Robbins. But so. <laughs> the the criticism of Robbins' films yeah. is always that he is too didactic and yeah. that he's too preachy and that he's you know and and Kugler uh, manages to escape that I think because his characters have all lived experiences that allow them to personalize that preaching. Yep. And instead of sounding like you're preaching, it's yep. Killmonger talking about the way that the world has wronged him. Yeah. You know, or it's uh, the, you know, the priest played by Forrest Whitaker, whose name I can't remember, uh, talking about the sacrifices that he and T'Chaka made as younger men yeah. uh, for what they believed was the greater yeah. good. And which, in the context of this film, we're supposed to kind of accept yeah. was not 100% the greater can, good. Can we, by the way, um, this is a very big sidetrack from the serious discussion, but can we say the younger Forrest Whitaker was a really good Forrest? Like, oh, I know. Because they introduced him, and I like, I just, I should have made that connection because he had the eye thing, yeah. and he like, had like a little bit of the like kind of Forrest Whitaker hunch yeah, he has. Yeah. Um, especially in like more recent, like, yeah. which is weird because in more recent films, but not in real life, it's not yeah. like as an older man, he's gotten a little more mature. The Mar, uh, like the Star Wars films, he yeah. has that. <laughs> like, it's like, what's, are they trying? Like, I don't understand what's going on, but this film, they have that too. Yeah. So, but, but anyway, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, Excellent, uh, yeah, excellent, excellent. <laughs> like for Forrest Whitaker as a as a younger man, even though we know what Forrest Whitaker looks like as a younger man. I know, but which I, which is also good because they could have done some terrible CG oh, God, thing and and whatever. Right. But, yeah. um, but thankfully yeah. that wasn't a thing. Yeah, thankfully I'm guessing they probably were like, no, no, we don't need to spend thirty million dollars to do that, and we can, yeah. you know, we don't we, we don't have any mustaches to clear up. You're not you're not Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> in Civil War. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, I feel like there was at least one more kind of big thing I wanted to touch down on the uh, Angela Bassett was great she was kind of the person who had the least to do yeah uh, just because her role was very much to be the dignified queen and then the like the concerned mother and that was about it Mm -hmm. but uh Oh, I really liked Mbaku, the guy who was the head of the the other tribe. The mountain tribe? Yeah, the yeah. mountain, like the, yeah. the, I believe they, were, were they, was it apes or bears? I assumed it was apes because of the noise they I make, they bark gorilla. like dogs. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. that's right, yeah, he's the great gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, uh, Great Gorilla, uh, he was he was really good. The, yeah. I, I don't know who played him. I can't remember the yeah. actor's name. But the uh, um, they introduce him in a very particular way, and he's a good example of a character who kind of stands on principle and it makes him a villain. Mm -hmm. And then later in the movie, they come back to him and he's still standing on that same principle, but the whole fulcrum point of the movie has shifted. And so instead of being a villain, suddenly that principle makes him a potential ally. And it's really interesting the way that they kind of take that. I do like the fact that, you know, when they go to him about an, an alliance, his initial response is basically, eh. Yeah. Um, his, uh, the, the actor, too, is a really excellent, because he's a huge fucking guy. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, you always kind of have problems where potentially you turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, like, yeah, early yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he had no acting talent whatsoever, but he's a huge fucking guy, and that's the point of him. Yeah. But, like, no, he he's up there with, uh, what's his name from Guardians, and... And Correct. also just to, uh, you know like Batista, the rock. Yeah. He's a ve- he's a rock. Like he has a very personality. Yeah, yeah. He, he he did a little bit of comic sort of stuff. Yeah, he was yeah, able yeah. to pull it off well. I think I actually um, thought my favorite joke in the movie, and I, I yeah. won't spoil it, but I think my favorite joke in the movie was the one that he did in his throne room. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but he um, but yeah, I, he's a guy that I I, yeah. I hope that they don't just discard. Yeah, and everything too. else because. I really, this is, by the way, this is just because we were talking about this joke, but I really like the fact that so much of the humor in the Marvel Universe comes from sarcasm. Yep. And to me, there is an underlying cruelty to sarcasm, even when the characters are not actually being cruel. Like, that's the nature of sarcasm as a humor device. Yeah. Um, This movie, the humor was all born out of mischief. Yeah. And so there's no cruelty there. Everybody's yeah. just having fun. Yeah. And that, to me, made the humor yeah. different. Yeah. It's not better or worse necessarily, but it's different. And because we've seen 13 movies worth of the same kind of it, joke. And I think I, I, I don't know if I made the reference uh, where earlier, but uh, like it's uh, or not even a reference, but like it, it has a little bit more of a and maybe the fact that it's it it's Black Panther. It's not one of the core Avengers like from right. the we've seen in the. 34 films since then mm-hmm. um, but Ant-Man like Ant-Man had a lot more of that and obviously yeah. that's Paul Rudd where it's not really sarcasm it's like having fun of the thing yeah. and like that's something I miss from a lot of there's been a handful of things mm-hmm. where it's just like just have fun with how awesome you are yeah. and that's something without having the ego of it like you, yeah. early on you know Tony Stark had that and now he's just a fucking ego filled asshole which is really yeah. unfortunate because it's wasting such a character uh, such an awesome the fact the fact that we only have two more films I'm guessing with yeah, with so. uh, you know with uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man possibly the greatest like the, the single every I mean there's been like almost all the Marvel characters are like yeah. fucking perfect yeah. like everybody in the Guardians of the Galaxy is great in their roles mm-hmm. uh, even the voice roles yeah. I mean <laughs> even the movies that are yeah. not very good yeah. like the casting for the Marvel yeah. movies has been but the the like in pure fucking embodiment oh, like yeah. Chris Evans obviously wins a little bit on that too but but like pure embodiment of a character that could very easily be played bad. I think you could find a lot of Captain Americas, like mm-hmm. a blonde, blue-eyed, white guy that's really good in shape. Like, I think that's yeah. not massively hard. Um, but, and it's unfortunate that we've lost, kind of like over the last 17 films, I think we've lost yeah. uh, um, the the fun 
that he had in the first one of like doing this. Yeah. Like he so quickly got to the point of like, well, now I just built 34, uh, you know, yeah. body suits and I can throw them at the wall. And it's like, this is too easy. Um, but, uh, and I don't have to really care about anything else. And I only have this. And then they, then they, yeah. then they also got rid of Gwyneth Paltrow for most of the film. So he didn't even have a thing that he could lose, which is essential to yeah. superheroes. You yeah. know. And then they tried to they overcorrected by making an Iron Man three, which I thought was yeah, a yeah. generally good movie. But yeah. like, they overcorrected by like, okay, well now he's in nothing to lose because Gwyneth Paltrow is such a shadow of her former character. Yeah. And then in the third one, it's like. He loses everything all at once. Yeah, yeah. And and it just became like, okay, well now I get to do like junkyard Iron Man. Anyway. And then, well, then and then she comes back and she, now she's a superhero. And yeah. I'm feeling we're probably going to see that again. I don't know if she I'm if sure she still we'll has the powers or what. I, but I have no idea. But I'm I sure. That, I thought there was something about the fact that she was going because they leave her. They say the, something. I thought I thought they said something in Amazing or in the Spider-Man Homecoming about her powers. Yeah. I can't remember what yeah, they might have said. Anyway. But anyway, but like, but this film, everybody's fucking having fun. Yeah. You know, um, including the very, very serious general. Yeah. Um, she's having fun. Um, yeah. And that's kind of, but again, and yet this film is able to deal with a lot of politics. Yeah. Like my one, to sum, summarize, like my one complaint about the film is I wish that the pacing was better. Yeah. I think, uh, and not better because it's like, there's like. Quick beat, quick beats. It it has a lot more of a feeling. I, I feel of a, a, a like a more '90s action film. Yeah. In the no, pacing, not kind of in any other way, yeah. um, in the quality or anything else. But, no, like, but there's like scenes, and then there's the wide shots of like yeah. someone's traveling, and then like we got to slow down. But and, like just even the just even the car uh, chase sequence, I mm -hmm. wish was just like you could have shortened it, yeah. and it would have been great. A thing that I'll say is that. Um, there were elements, and again, because I've been thinking a lot, a lot this week about Creed. Mm -hmm. um, I listened to the Tomato Tomato podcast, and they talked about Creed. Yep. And uh, there were a lot. There was a lot of Creed in this movie. If you looked, mm -hmm. uh, first of all, Ludwig Göransson's uh, score was terrific. Mm -hmm. Some of the, and I, I felt like some of the action stuff was so much better because he made Creed, yeah. like the. Especially the challenge fights. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a couple of challenge fights in the movie mm -hmm. where it's like, it could have easily been less epic than yeah. the superhero fights because it's like, dudes with no powers fighting in a lake, you know. Yeah. yeah. And and so, but those, the the placement of the camera was really good. They moved the camera a lot to kind of help give it a visceral mm -hmm. feel, and then. Uh, Goranson's score, it it was very brass heavy, and it was like it was it felt like a Rocky score yeah. almost. And I think that the pacing thing almost has that same issue of it because when you look at the Rocky films, it's like there's a fight, yeah, and then there's a lull where you do all the personal stuff, and then there's a fight, yeah. And that's kind of what this movie felt like is like there was there was a chunk of this movie where. They, they like stopped fighting to do the personal stuff yeah. and the only problem with that was there was fat that could have been trimmed in yeah. that lull yeah. uh, most of the stuff that was in that lull was fucking excellent yeah, yeah. and I don't know what I would have cut yeah. which might be part of the reason it runs fat is because Coogler looked at what he had and was like 
I'd yeah. rather the pacing be a little off than yeah. lose any of this. Yeah, I mean, I I mainly when it, when it comes to pacing, like I'm thinking about like certain the action sequences, right. and, like just basic like the shots went long. You allowed he 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 kind of explained he as opposed to most, especially Avenger, especially like Marvel world. Mm-hmm. You don't have to explain things. You don't have to be like, oh, the car just turned that way, and then see that. Right. No, it's just the next shot. It's just the next shot. It's the next shot. It's action to show action. And so you have this, like, you have, like, a handful of scenes where Black Panther's hanging onto the top of the car, which mm-hmm. looks really fucking cool. Yeah. But then you have more of those scenes, and yeah. I'm like, okay, I got the really cool. I just, I want Actually, the boom, a, boom, 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 boom. That's boom. a really good point. One of the you things know? I really, like, because they have a, a thing where the technology in Wakanda allows them to remotely pilot a vehicle, yeah, basically. Yeah, very, very cool. And it's, it's really cool. It's really well done. And it allows his sister to have more stuff to do, which yeah, yeah. is awesome, because yeah, his yeah. sister's great. Yeah. Um, but in terms of pacing, one of the things you could have done to speed up those scenes is to cut back to her in the lab less. Yeah. Because, like, most of the time when you cut back to her, there was a joke or there was a bit or she was saying something important and you couldn't really avoid it. But at least sometimes it was just, like, a shot of her cornering with the scene. And and you could have lost it. I mean, and they did that, too, when um, uh, What's-His-Name was piloting Yeah, at one point, Everett Ross was piloting uh, the, the, like, royal... Plane, basically. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Um, thing. But, but yeah. But anyway, but, but that, yeah. yeah. I mean, but that's one of those things where it's like it's just disappointing because I'm like, I doubt like this is not a film we'll probably get a, a cut of. Uh, but like, and it's not. Again, it's literally not. It's the difference for me than like it being like a I don't know an, uh, out of a hundred like a ninety three yeah. as opposed to it being a ninety five. You know, right, I mean, it's yeah. like it's the difference between an A and an A. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> no, and it really, and again, like part of that yeah. is like we always kind of look for is there anything that we can talk about that actually we could improve on? Yeah. And uh, it's rare that there's a movie that there really isn't. Yeah. Like even we re- even when we really enjoyed something like Thor Ragnarok, yeah. there was like 15 minutes of that yeah. te- podcast that was picking things apart. Yeah. This one really That's is. It's basically it. like there's a couple of draggy bits. There's some pacing stuff in in the action sequences, but like. Every character is used exactly right. The the yeah. villains are. I think. I mean, again, I'm always reluctant to say best of anything because mm-hmm. you don't. You come out of a movie theater and you. you know. okay. But I mean, I feel like the villains are the best Marvel villains that we've had. Yeah. Uh, I, I. I would say Killmonger. I mean. Uh, maybe other than um, it's up there with um. Oh my God, what's his name? From Captain America. Um, the Red Skull, or yeah, the, the Red yeah. Skull, yeah, just because not only because Cap- Red Skull, like uh, uh, yeah. the actor's name Hugh Laurie, Hugh Laurie, Hugh Laurie would be hilarious as a Red Skull, yeah, it'd be right. fantastic. Hugh Laurie, like, he has such a weird British, dry British wit <laughs> but, <Hugo> <laughs> for such a for such a Nazi. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yes, we. <laughs> but um, I think other than that, I mean, like, I'm trying to think of, I mean, Iron Man 1 didn't, did Iron Man 1 have, other than Tony Stark's alcoholism, did it have a, uh, it had a the, villain? It had <laughs> a, a Bri- or Jeff Bridges. What, what oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Trying yeah, to take yeah. over the company. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, whatever. Uh, that was kind of whatever. Um, it was in that, well, I mean, it was the, it was the thing of, and again, like, we talked about the fact that they did it in this movie, although they did it well enough that it doesn't mm-hmm. register in the same way. It's the thing of, like, I'm fighting my yeah. cracked mirror duplicate yeah. in the first movie because that allows you to essentially fight yourself and yeah. that tells you more about the hero. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, I have a hard time thinking of uh, any other villains. Um, I mean, obviously, Guardians have their own kind of weird yeah, villain, yeah. not really villain sort of things, where it's like it's a bigger problem. Yeah, I'm fighting just, a concept. Yeah, 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 or literally a planet god yeah. type thing. But uh, so yeah, no, I mean, it's a singular villain, and I would say definitely best. I mean, like even of all, I mean, DC. Like, I would say Red Skull, like, actually now thinking about it, I want to actually go back and it'd be an interesting comparison um, yeah, to, the think, first, to the first Avenger. Yeah, the, yeah, I think the only... I think as far as the Marvel movies go, at least, this is my favorite, like... Probably my favorite solo film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and partially because it's a fucking solo film. Yeah, yeah. It's not an excuse to make an Avengers movie. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the, like... I loved First Avenger because we actually got to spend two hours with Captain America and a supporting yeah. cast that weren't all superheroes. Yeah. Uh, even when you look at Thor, again, like I loved Thor three, yeah. but there's so many goddamn superheroes, yeah. and sometimes it's also it's also a film that gets you from place. He is going the entire point of Thor three. I yeah. mean, not really, obviously, but the entire point of Thor three is Thor has to go pick up the Hulk and get him on a ship right. to go do this film. Um, you know, every other, almost every yeah. other thing since the Iron Man trilogy. Um, it's been transitional It's been like, way. no, we got to go from here to here to pick up this guy. I mean, even mm-hmm. Ant-Man is is kind of a, like, yeah. you know, and, and so it's... And this yeah. one, they, they have, like, they have that, I guess, in, in one of the post credit scenes. There's an, el- an element of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. But it's so inconsequential. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, like oh, that... That is the thing that is exists. exactly, yeah. and so yeah. But uh, but obviously, if you're in this far end, you probably either have already seen the film or whatever. But uh, but yeah, this is obviously stay for the credits. Yeah, uh, like shock. I should have, we should have to even say that. Yeah, it's a mark. Again, I really like the fact that mm-hmm. post credit scenes both take place in Wakanda. Yeah, like there's at least that because again, I really really liked, and again, the look of the movie. Yeah, the like you said, the art direction, the set design. It was so important to this movie. Like, yeah. it has its own identity. The characters all have their own identity. It doesn't feel like another Avengers movie. Yeah. And that's part of the reason that I really loved it. But it's mm-hmm. it's also just, on a very basic level, it's just good for the film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even if you're not tired of, like, watching the same, yeah, you know, yeah. variations on the same yeah, theme yeah. over and over again... This one allows you to have uh, like a very broad variation on that theme, where it's like, yeah, you got superheroes, and his costume definitely looks like it's in the Marvel universe. But other than that, pretty much everything has its own look and its own feel and its own mythology. Yeah. And there's very few things that that make you feel like, oh, I should have watched seven other movies before getting into this. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I don't. I yeah. I mean, I don't think they reference the events of Civil War, but, yeah, but it's not. they use it in a way that like you actually see it's the fla- you see some of the flashbacks. yeah you see the flashbacks instead yeah. of just saying like oh remember and that I don't thing. even think that knowing I'm trying to think like I don't even think knowing much helps no no I mean which is which is really great because it's sta- because I mean one of I mean one of the big problems with I mean, obviously Mar- none of the Marvel films you could watch you know Civil War and be like oh I get this. You know, what I mean, like yeah. since they're known entities to some extent, but like it's it's kind of t- I mean, it's like comic books in general, it's like it's hard to pick up issue yeah. one thirty four of any yeah. you know whatever. But uh, but this this is like a nice in, especially considering I think, and I'm hoping that it introduces kind of a whole new world of people who weren't 
and this is kind of the point of Black Panther is not not only is the original character way back yeah. when, but uh, you know, but it it will introduce a whole new world of people who probably didn't really give too much of a shit about a bunch yeah. of white guys and in, in spandex running around. Which I completely understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but uh, but this is nice. Uh, and 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 I would say the one one other thing is that they don't go over the top with the Africa. Like the like, no. But guys, it's Africa, and we're yeah. gonna find all the shit that you can find at a tourist shop in in Harlem. Yeah, exactly. That the tourists, but you know, like with a wink and a nod. There's definitely influences there yeah. all around, but like. It looks like shit people would wear. Like it looks right, like exactly. it looks like you know. I mean, and and which is great, and which is again, which is one of those things where I'm like, clearly it's it's a yeah. film, it's a it's it's literally who, it's so kind of true to life in yeah. terms of this is like there's African fashions, but using contemporary yeah. fabrics and contemporary what like it's so true to life that it's off-putting occasionally because yeah. you're like, oh, wait, this is a movie set in Africa. <laughs> People aren't supposed to be wearing polyester. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and that's just an example. I don't think anybody wore polyester, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, go see this movie. Uh, definitely the highest possible recommendation I can give to one of these big kind of tentpole yeah. blockbusters. Uh, I, I really... Uh, I, I, I'm never comfortable to be like, this is the best Marvel movie ever, because, like, eh, we'll see how I feel once things actually shake out and settle down. Yeah. And then uh, Ragnarok, which is another one I really liked, will be out on digital in a week, and I can actually rewatch it for the first time. Yeah. Uh, but definitely, like, in, in terms of the Marvel movies right now, coming out of this movie, uh, it's it's the... F if you handed me every Marvel movie in a stack tomorrow, this would be the first one I'd want to rewatch. Yeah. Uh, so absolutely, yeah. you know, give it a shot. Uh, I think that uh, it's it's one of those it's it's got that zero effect thing going on where I think like even if people don't fall in love with it, I, yeah. I, I have a really hard time believing that unless you're like an asshole who's got an axe to grind, yeah. that you're going to find a reason to dislike. It. Oh, there'll be a lot of those people, but it, uh, yeah, no. But if you read any bad, uh, honestly, if you read any reviews that review it badly as a technical aspects writing mm -hmm. or action or any of those things, those people have an axe to grind. Like. Yeah. Uh, like honestly, like I've got some problems with it. I could write an entire review about like nitpicking things, right? But like all of the aspects of a good action film are in mm -hmm. there, and it it should at minimum get a B plus by almost everyone that that looks at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm not saying that if you don't like this film, you're a white supremacist. <laughs> but no. <laughs> but I'm saying that. But anyway. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, you should like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> yes. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying if you don't like, share, and subscribe this podcast, you're a Nazi, but <laughs> I'm just putting it out there, you know. Um, anyway. right. So good night. Uh, we'll, we'll see you in a few days with Sucker Punch. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs>